Well, g'day there, how are you? Welcome back to another episode of Journey by Joel Jackson. Read, written, produced, and created for you by me. It's a joy to be here and to be making this kind of content for you all. And thank you for your messages of support and people feeding back to me and just saying simply either that you love it or people getting back to me and saying that they really appreciate the space and the time, the tranquility, the peace, the new perspectives, anything. I really appreciate the feedback because, as you know, nothing exists within a bubble. No person is self-made and no community is made up of one individual. So, to those of you who have left a rate and a review or have liked and subscribed, thank you. And if you haven't yet done so, please, if you like this episode, go back, rate it, write something down really quickly in a review, or like and subscribe, follow me at Joel Jackson Official on Instagram, and become a part of this community. Because I feel incredibly grateful to be able to share my thoughts, my journal entries, my little stoic moments, but also the short stories that I one day really hope to share in a big book kind of format. And so I think the hope is that we can create something special here and then build upon it later and share with you some wonderful stories that I've been taking from around the world and from my everyday inspiration in our own walks of life. And everything you share with me is something that I use like a grain of sand used by a pearl shell to create a pearl. It's all useful. It's all integral. It's all a part of the jam. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Now, this one was written on the 11th of January, 2024. I'd been surfing up an absolute storm. I was riding nine foot two boards at Inside Gerapuk and Araguling in Lombok and having the best time ever. My one main goal to walk away from this 12-day surfing sabbatical, which was absolute heaven and everything I'd really been working towards. And if you can do that, reward yourself. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's just something really simple. I'm quite lucky. I don't have a family that depends upon me. I can take these opportunity and save pretty much whatever I can of my income to make sure that I reward myself with experiences so I can grow, be challenged, step outside of my comfort zone. And literally, in this surfing sabbatical, I was learning to step and cross-step on a longboard. I was surfing these beautiful boards, nine foot, nine foot two, nine foot five, having the most amazing time. And one of these days, the 12th of January, at five o'clock in the morning, we got up, we went for a surf at Inside Gerapuk. It's a beautiful wave. It's a beautiful place. You drive out about five or, no, it's probably 15 minutes out of Kuta Lombok. You go through these small villages, fishing villages, where are these all these little boats that have come back in early morning, after being out all night fishing with nets or pole, using lights to attract squid and fish, their livelihood is truly remarkable. It's quite different, and it's really eye-opening to see that kind of variancy. But you get there, put your wax on your board, suit up, head out on the boat for about 10, 12 minutes, and then you arrive at this wave. Sometimes there's five people, sometimes there's about 50. This morning... It was maybe about 15. It wasn't too crowded. It wasn't too gnarly. Everybody was communicating and making sure that we shared the waves. Me, more than most. 
only because I know that I was part of a surf school where I was independently paddling and others were out there using coaches and being pushed onto the wave. And so I'd catch a wave all the way to the very whitewash until it petered out and absolutely died. Then I'd paddle back and I'd get right back into the middle of the lineup. My board is massive and so I'm able to catch the wave before it breaks, right? Put myself in a great position and I'd wait. Not only would I wait for the swell to come back and grow on the other side of the ocean and find itself spewed up onto this wonderful reef, creating waves for us to surf and enjoy, but I'd wait. I'd give others an opportunity. I'd stand by and let people from my surf school, and indeed anyone else who was out there, enjoy the same thrill and feeling that I could. It was special. So... You'd be surprised, as much as I was, when one of the local guides, not in our group, reached forward and grabbed my leg rope on one of these waves as I was cross-stepping and pulled my leg out from underneath me. He tried to grab it on three different occasions and I told him, quite politely, quite sternly, not to do that. But he kept going. And he grabbed my leg rope, literally pulled me off my board, It stunned the hell out of me. Never in my life, having served since I was about eight or nine years old, had anything like that happened before, let alone in a foreign place, in a language that I couldn't speak. I paddled back out. I made a point of getting quite close to his face and telling him to leave me alone. And then I thought, this isn't why I surf. If I have to be out here and be considering the fact that I may be upsetting someone I've never met, who is going to go so far as to pull me off of every single wave I then get that I've been hoping to share with absolutely everybody here in that morning. Why am I out there? That's not fun. That's not my idea of exploration. It's not my idea of surfing. And so I waited for a good 20 minutes. I tried to let my anger subside. It didn't. I got angry at the thought that I was having to, I don't know, put my own joy on hold for someone I'd never met and for someone that my other crew wouldn't defend me on. No one believed me. No one believed this happened. And so I caught one more fantastic wave of which I have photos and drone footage of and it was perfect. It was such a beautiful time. I cross-stepped almost within a couple of inches of the nose of the board and almost achieved my absolute goal of getting my toes to the edge of the surfboard. Then, with about an hour left on our session, I undid my leg rope, I paddled to the boat, I put the board in the boat, and I sat there, and I watched. And I had the most amazing time, knowing that I was achieving my goal, regardless of somebody trying to get in the way, I was having my revenge. I wasn't going to let this guy get in the way of me having a great day. I was making the most of me sitting on that boat and enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the view, enjoying the conversations between the Indonesian fishermen and their fishing captain boats. It was awesome. It was nothing like it. And that final wave was absolute heaven. I came back to the surf camp and my friend had suggested I watched, or watch, sorry, this anime series called 
blue-eyed samurai. Within the first two episodes, there's this wonderful line that says revenge is like gold. It never rusts. And I just thought, that's fantastic. That's exactly what I'm going to do to this guy. I'm going to use that gold, that sensation of the revenge, to craft something worthy of that feeling. Worthy of me getting back at this guy. I'm not going to do it to him personally. I'm going to be the best longboard surfer that I can be. And that's going to be my revenge. It's never going to rust. It's never going to leave me. It's going to be the best thing that I could hope to achieve from that outcome or from his actions. And so my reflection on that day is this. Revenge is gold. It never rusts. From the 12th of January, 2024. Some feelings or experiences leave strange flavors in our mouth. Jealousy is acrid and sour. Joy is effervescent, bubbling away on our tongues, crackling into the roof of our mouth, bristling the back of our throats with dry laughter and hot air. Anger is spicy. Disappointment? Tasteless. Success is thick and meaty. You can chew on the fibers of its sustenance, savoring the rich taste. And revenge? Revenge is sweet. It's like a tiny treat wrapped in an exquisite gold casing. The sensation of unwrapping it is anew every time, and our mouths salivate at just the thought of it. But like gold, revenge never rusts. It can wait. It will endure. And it's beautiful to forge. Gold is also an extremely good conductor. So use it to your will. And through it, speak and act your truth. Don't sit on your revenge like a piteous, decrepit street thief. Hoard your revenge like a jeweler, a craftsman of the finest ability. And make your movements towards your justification, your righteousness, equality and fairness. Make it art. Create beauty with your battle. Revenge on those that have done you wrong, either with words, actions or more. Seek not to impact only them, but seek to surpass all expectations and create heirlooms with your war. On your war of belief and vindication. If you want it, you will and can have your revenge. But all you have to do is craft something worthy of its wonderful richness. It's a bit of a strange thought, but it really sat with me. And it's something I hope you take into your day. Not out of malice. Don't do things to harm others. But that idea of if someone does you wrong, take that impetus. Take something that those naysayers have done to you and turn it into absolute gold. I know you can. So, don't forget to rate, review, like and subscribe and thank you again for listening to Journey by Joel Jackson. I hope you enjoyed this tale. It was a bit more of a personal one and the preamble, I hope, at the beginning was a bit of a fun story. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember, revenge is gold. <laughs>